Alright everyone, welcome back to our third episode of A Game at Dinner, the, sh game, the show where we talk about anything related to Morrowind, kind of, well, specifically towards uh, new players, I guess, right now, but I guess as yep. time goes on, we'll talk more about other things. Um, today we're going to be talking about roleplay ideas, different ideas, um, basically different traits you can give your character that you have to follow. They're self-imposed, so they're not actually in the game, but you have to, you'd sort of have to follow them. Or your character would. And so, uh, my friend and I, Rhett here, um, have been, let's see, we've been scrolling down, we have, we actually have a few characters that we're playing already, um. Yeah, and you might have heard us talk about yeah. them before. Let's see. But, um, I think, too, this, <laughs> that these ideas, are, what, what? Oh, I just said we have a whole bunch, so. Oh, yeah. I think this idea, um, it's a great way for for players who have played a lot of Morrowind maybe to get back into it, have a little bit of a different experience than they normally would. Yeah, I guess um, it's more for seasoned players, pe for people yeah. who have done um, a lot of stuff. But also, if you're if you're just a hardcore role player, you've played a lot of D&D, and you're really not scared of Morrowind, um, you could try this out, and you'd probably have a lot of fun. <laughs> so Yeah, um, yeah I agree. But let's see. Let's start with uh. Let's see. This got this list you text me here. The first one on the top uh, that we have. Well, I guess should we explain a little bit how it's done? Because you taught me how this. Uh, we do this like a hundred-sided die, technically. Yeah. Well, so, so what it is? Um, of course, we needed a way to randomize it. Um, the best way that we came up with wasn't. Um, it it was a percentile roll. You take two ten-sided dice. You designate one as the um, I think most people know what a percentile roll is, but you take one of the dice, you designate it as like the 10 spot. Then you take the other one and you designate it as the one spot. Um, so that when you roll them, the 10 spot gives you, you know, your 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. And then the one spot gives you, you know, your 23 or 47 or 56, whatever, so on like that. Um, and we broke everything down into a window that fits between one and 100. Um, assigned it values. So, uh, for example, there's 27 uh, skills, right? Yeah. Um, and we broke, yeah, we broke them down and just uh, gave each one, like, you know, so we did did them all in order, I think, alphabetically, looks like. I think so, is that? Yeah, I think we did. Uh, so, like, acrobatics is... 1 through 4, then alchemy is 5 through 8, then alterations 9 through 12, and armor uh, is 13 through 16, and athletics is 17 through 20. Oh, yeah. And so... We actually rolled our characters. <laughs> yeah, we did everything completely randomized. Uh, you don't have to do that, of yeah. course. Um, but we randomized every little thing, um, including race. We just rolled dice for what race we were. I think we, like, flipped a coin for what, if we were male or female... We rolled dice for our skills, major and minor. Um, I think we went like back and forth. So we rolled and then did major and then rolled, did one minor, yeah. then rolled and did major and then uh, so on and so forth. Um, we ended and up then, of with course, uh, really wacky characters too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lee's I felt really bad for because he was a high elf uh, who his major skills were block, security, axe, unarmored, and speech. <laughs> Wait, did I? Has, I didn't have marksman. I thought I had marksman. You, minor skill was marksman. Oh my! <laughs> you had mercantile, marksman, alchemy, blunt, and short blade for your minors. <laughs> and I was a high elf with no magic. Yeah, so bad. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. Mine actually ended up being pretty okay, actually. Um, well, yeah, you were a red guard, so you get that freaking adrenaline rush, so you can just like shit on people with your. Auto yeah, it, it helped. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it helped. Um, and then we took the whole role playing thing a step further, and like Lee was saying, we have these like self imposed limitations or or whatever. Yeah, we have um, uh, these traits. Actually, I'll start with the first one. I got the list here. I'll just go straight down the list. I think that's how we should do it. Because if, <laughs> if people are following, you can or uh, listening to this, you can just copy these down. I'll go down the list, and what you'll do is you'll number it one through four. Uh, well, and then, I think, too, you know, why don't we just post this stuff on Reddit? Oh, yeah. And they can find it there. Yeah, that's true. And, and on the website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We can just do that. But uh, if you want, you can copy them down, too, uh, while listening to us. But 
Um, so the first one is Lore Master, and I believe that one, uh, that was a cool trait neither of us got, but that one's just based around, uh, your character has an obsession with books. Um, if you figure out that there's a bookstore nearby, like you read about it, you have to go into the bookstore and at least purchase a few books. Um, your character essentially just has an obsession with getting all of the books and having all the knowledge in the game. Um, so that would make it pretty interesting. You'd end up learning a lot about the world. Uh, that would actually be probably better for, like, if someone was new to the game. If they got Lore yeah. Master, that'd be really fun. And then um, for experienced players, you could probably take it a step further and, like, track down all of the really ultra-rare books. Yeah. That there's only, like, one or two in the world. Like the, um, uh, 36 Lessons of Vivek. Yeah. There's a lot of those, but once you find all 36... You're golden. You could set it up in your house. You can read them. Yeah. Mm. You can have your own library. <laughs> attract attract some mates with your with your uh <laughs> with your vast knowledge. You'll be able to exactly. swoon any woman. <laughs> with your enormous stacks. <laughs> what was it? Okay, the second one. This one was funny. We didn't get this one either. Is a uh, cave hermit. So this one this one if you ro- rolled this one, uh your character would have a have to pick a cave and then you'd roll again to see what level you can leave the cave so the only way you'd be exempt from getting this is if you didn't have a skill you could just level up by casting it like like if you had illusion skill or whatever or destruction or not uh well yeah if you had destruction or any other skill and you could uh essentially level it up just by standing there and casting it you'd go into a cave and you'd then roll, like, to see how what level you have to be there. Let's say you roll level 10. Then you have to stay in the cave until you're level 10, and then you can leave the cave. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, if you guys wanted to make it a little easier, too, you could roll smaller dice. <laughs> yeah. Six-sided, even, Maybe probably only like, is yeah. plenty. Maybe level but six is probably the best way to that do That would be a hard one. That'd <laughs> yeah. be a hard one to do with randomized characters. I but. know. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. If you don't have anything that you can really level up, you don't... You can just re-roll or just not do it. Uh, and then uh, as far as the next one goes, we, me and Lee both got this one on our yeah. random uh, <laughs> rolls. Um, but we took the liberty of dividing the map into like quadrants, basically. Um, basically, I, I had a map that was already like pre-spliced up. And so we basically just rolled to see which quadrant on the map was essentially our home province. Uh, that means that uh, when we start the game, we basically have to go to that province and then we cannot leave it. Again, it's like Cave Hermit until you reach a predetermined level yeah. that you rolled for or whatever. It doesn't matter. But <laughs> um, And actually, I found that was a really fun way yeah. To, like, really explore an area in depth in a way that I've never done it before. Yeah, it made it really interesting. Yeah, like, I found so much cool stuff that I've never seen before or found. Um, I I think that was probably my favorite one that we got uh, out of all these. But, again, uh, just randomly pick a level or roll for a level. And then uh, I think we'll try and find a map that's cut up into the quadrants like how we had it. Yeah, I'm sure we could find it. It's, I doubt it would be very hard. Yeah. Um, and then basically you just got to look. I, th- I think we probably ended up doing percentiles for that one too, but I don't remember. Yeah, we did. We'll figure it out. Um, let's see the, yeah, that one was funny. I, I ended up getting, it was like the top corner of the map. So I had to run all the way there. I couldn't fast travel mm-hmm. and I had fear of heights. <laughs> Mine was like kind of. From Algeroon all the way to the to the west coast, uh-huh. um, and actually quite a ways south of Algeroon as well. But that fact, was a that's fun. That's kind of like middle left, isn't it? Part of yeah, the kind of. Here. It's like upper middle left. Like it's not so far south that there's like uh, you're in the um, the bitter coast region. Well, so, I think you might have a so little you bit had, of it in there. Yeah, but. you had some towns at least. My character was forged yeah, I had, like, by Nisus. the waves. Yeah. Of the blight storms. <laughs> well, I only had to stay there till level four. Like you had to stay yeah, in I your just, place till I eight. had to stay there till eight. <laughs> oh my fuck. Like after I killed every fucking bandit yeah. cave like twenty <laughs> times. You just wait for it to respawn. I did found find some really great stuff, and by the time I was able to leave my province, I was pretty much a badass, so Yeah. That's cool. 
Um, okay, the next one is Klepto. God, this one would be so fun. Yeah, yeah I actually I really so wanted this one because it would make the game really interesting. You would end up in jail so much because, <laughs> like, the idea of the character is, you know, you just you can't control yourself. You go into a shop, you see something you really like, you're gonna take it right in front of them. That that's it. You're just gonna take it. <laughs> uh, so. You might find yourself going into a store and just kind of like stealing everything almost immediately and ending up in jail almost immediately. Um, <clears throat> but um, <coughs> that one you could probably make more interesting <clears throat> by giving yourself uh, a 20-sided die and then rolling to see if you're going to steal that thing or not, to see if your willpower can... Uh, yeah, because the idea behind Kleptomania... <laughs> The idea behind kleptomania is that it's sort of a compulsion. So yeah, I, I do. I personally like the idea of that one for like adding some sort of randomized element, like rolling a twenty-sided dice yeah. or I think or whatever, what and making with. it like a fifty-fifty, or maybe even technically, I guess, a little less or a little more, however you see fit. Um, and then just having to take something or or whatever. I think I think that one would actually be pretty fun. I was thinking on a twenty-sided die, you could do if you roll twelve or lower, you have to take it. <laughs> You're yeah, that's a, probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to do it. But, um, yeah, I guess you'd end up getting a lot of levels. I mean, because you'd go to jail a lot and it'd lower your level uh, or your skill. So you'd end up like, <laughs> late game, if you were max level and you ended up in jail, you'd lose a skill and then be able to level again. <laughs> so That'd be funny. That'd be interesting. Uh, this, the one after that we have is Admirer. <clears throat> um, I like this one. Um, I actually kind of like was thinking about it and one of them I came up with was uh, like womanizer. So you're an admirer, but you only admire women. And whenever you see a woman, doesn't matter what race or, they are. Or of the opposite sex. Or of sex. the opposite sex. If you choose to play a female character, it's men. Um, or if you want, you can still do it to women. doesn't matter. Um, essentially, you just go up and you have to admire them at least once. You have to do this to every, every uh, woman or whatever it is that you choose... Uh, or you can make something and roll for it or whatever, but you have to admire them all the time. <laughs> and I guess if you have high speech speechcraft, it won't be that bad, but if you end up rolling uh, low speech, like it's in your uh, minor or you just don't have it at all, you're going to have a lot of people that hate you, I think, <laughs> which would be pretty funny, especially if you encounter someone that's part of a quest and you admire them and it fails and then they won't tell you something about the quest because <laughs> they hate you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I don't know, Rhett, the next one. What? Tell us the, the next, next one? one. Yeah. Racist. <laughs> this one's your funny. Character, it's kind of the opposite. Your character, yeah. So it's pretty much the exact opposite of Admirer, except it's uh, specific to race. Um, I think we specifically were talking about, like, the beast races, like, sort of the yeah. races that are already, like, discriminated against on Vardenfell, the Argonians and the Khajiit. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, you can do it however you want. You can do it every race that isn't your race. You can do it every uh, race of of the mer uh, mm-hmm. races. Uh, you could do it. Could even hate your own races. Race. Yeah, you could hate your own race. <laughs> um, point of this though is to basically, you know, be a dick to these characters, undermine them in every way, like in quests or. Uh, simply open up the chat window and, you know, taunt them or yeah. intimidate them. Or... Like if someone wants you to complete something for them and you just hate that race, you might just like take the thing they want and like throw it into a river and be like, <laughs> That'd be funny, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're never getting this. <laughs> um, <laughs> The next one is one that I rolled yeah. on my character <laughs> and it makes things pretty difficult sometimes, <laughs> but uh, Murderer. Um, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, how did you play, good it? Lord? Just... I ended up basically like the way I did it because I know we had talked about adding like dice rolls to see if like your murderous tendencies show up and you kill somebody. Yeah. But um, the way I ended up doing it was just basically any time that uh, I found myself alone with someone. Um, I killed them like specifically like out in the woods or, um, like in a house at night. Like I did add my own like little role play stuff to it. Like, you know, I didn't really murder people during the day that often. Did you leave a token? 
telling people like it's your calling card. Like oh, some, that like would have been awesome. Some squama cuddle. <laughs> uh, I was carrying around like twenty six <laughs> ash statues. I should have just started dropping those on top of the dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have been funny. Uh, but there's only like a limited number of ash statues, and I don't. I think yeah. I've probably killed more people than there are ash statues in the game. So. <laughs> is there Bummer. something that you can do with those? I I've always wondered haven't figured that. it out yet. I feel like there is. I've been is collecting them and putting them the in bells? my house. You know those bells? Yeah, you, that are in their like bases. Yeah, if you hit them in a certain pattern, they do do something. But I don't know. I just read somewhere oh. that it does. Something. Yeah, I tried everything with those. I refuse to look it up. Me too. <laughs> uh, um. What's the, the next but one's yeah. abolitionist. This one's actually kind of this one's already incorporated into the game a little bit anyway because you can a choose bit, to yeah. free slaves. They have slaves, so this is I mean essentially, a... whenever you see a slave, it's pretty much like you're gonna find out how to free them, even if it's like really hard. You know, maybe mark it on your map the way I was talking about. If uh, you guys don't remember how to do that, just open your map, double click the area, and it'll bring up a little edit note window, and you can say like, "Oh, there's a slave here named so and so." Oh yeah. Don't I've know where forgot the key to do is. that. <clears throat> Dude, it's amazing. I do it all. It's, uh. When I discovered that in that game, it was just like mind blowing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like essentially, you just you free slaves. You're obsessed with it. You don't like uh, places that like slavery, which means you probably don't like a lot of the people in Morrowind or the Telvanni for that matter, considering they love slavery. <laughs> I think the 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 maximum like the best thing that you're gonna want to do as an abolitionist is is try and get like the maximum reputation with the twin lamps. Yeah. Um, which I think it shows you your reputation with them in your character menu, doesn't it? I think it does. At least it did on Xbox. Um, um it does eventually, since they're not like a joinable faction. Yeah. Um, it appears once like you your reputation gets high enough. And I think you can ask. I think you can ask about it in uh, Jobasi's rare book. Or is it Jobasi? What's his J- name? Jabosh. Jabashi's rare books. No, Jabashi's J- rare. J- J- Jabasha. I think it's Jabasha. Jabasha's rare books. <laughs> you go to. I think it's like it's he like run out of his store. The twin lamps are. So I think you can talk to him about it and yeah, learn that guy, more. That guy's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh. That'll be a good one in conjunction with your lore master. Yeah, have, have fun. There's like a thousand slaves to be freed in the game, so get out there. There's and, quite a few, yeah. And free those slaves. <laughs> there's a lot, though. What's really disappointing is there's a lot, though, that can't be freed. Oh, really? Yeah, like I think in Saran, or is it Saran? Uh, the city that's like kind of southeast, like northeast of Vivek. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's a lot of slaves that you can't free there because it's like you can buy slaves there. Well, you can't. You can't buy them. Mm-hmm. But that's what's going on there is like it's a slave selling city. Um, and I, when I was a kid, I spent probably like five hours one day like trying to figure out how I could um, free those slaves just to find out I think that you can't. That sucks. Um, but moving on. Um, this one's pious. This is actually one of my yeah. favorites. I wish I had gotten this one. Yeah. So basically, you worship the tribunal. Uh, you follow the te- the teachings of the tribunal temple. Um, you always you carry around you... tribunal books. Yeah, and uh, you always do everything you can to like, uphold, you know, the tribunal's um, teachings and all that sort of stuff. Um, not quite sure how it incorporates into gameplay because I didn't get it, but other than you probably are going to join the tribunal Mm -hmm. temple, um, you're going to obviously want to like do the pilgrimage and all that fun stuff. Um, maybe even collecting tribunal relics. I think there's a few, aren't there? I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, tribunal relics. Uh, I mean, essentially what you do is like, You'd be obsessed from the get-go with, like, hunting down uh, Dagoth's places. So if you find, like, a place with Dagoth worshippers, you'd you'd kill them and clear it out. Um, yeah. Maybe leave, like, tokens there for the of the tribunal, being like, this place is sanctified. You know, shit yeah, like yeah. that. So it's probably one of the more uh, uh, tame... Open-ended. Open-ended yeah. ones. It's not as, like, in-your-face, like you're a fucking murderer or you're a klepto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it could still make things interesting because 
Yeah, it's up to you to see how pious you really are. Maybe you could add a scale, like if you're a fucking 10 out of 10 pious, like someone even bashes on the tribunal, you fucking like kill them or some shit. I don't know. Maybe you're a fanatic. <laughs> oh, that that's actually a good idea. So <laughs> it's, it's, in the end, it's, you know, it's a role play. It's all, it's up to you how you want to experience it, you know, how yeah. you want your character and to I, be. I have found that like sticking to these rules um has been a lot of fun like yeah. it just it just makes the game more different cuz i tend to play through the game like s- the same way it, yeah you tend to do it very similarly it's hard to break like once you find a successful way of playing you'll notice like you're kind of scared to veer off into other places cuz you're just like i don't want to fucking get my yeah, face you just want to get like <laughs> your long blade skill up to 100 yeah. and you know um but the next one is kind of, I don't want to say the opposite of it because, uh, the ancient Dwemer of Ardenfeld did worship the Daedra. Yeah. Uh, which is why there's so many Daedric shrines this on there. But this one is actually super fun. I like this yeah, one. Yeah, I thought so too. So, um, uh, Daedra worshiper, which, um, me and Lee both got again. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, what we did on this one was we rolled on the list of the Daedra to see uh, which one was like your your primary, you know, deity? I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I rolled for Mafala, yeah. which is like That's worked awesome. out for my character because my character was a murderer and Mafala <laughs> was like the uh, patron of murderers. She's like, like patron of dark plots and like yeah. deception and stuff. I mean, it's pretty... she's she's worshipped by um, the Morag Tong. And well, the, not she and the tribunal like. He. She's the she was the anticipation. Or wait, was that Boethia? No, yeah. Mephala's the anticipation of Amalexia. Isn't that Oh, is that right? I think so, because like Amalexia is like the at least the way they teach it in their in their religion, the tribunal. Uh she's essentially like the better version of um Mephala, I think. I'm pretty sure it's Mephala. It might be Boethia, fuck. <laughs> Um, I think Lee rolled for Mayrun's Dagon. Yeah, um, I love. Which I think both of those worked out for us yeah. because I think they both both of those have quests in the game that you can do. I think there's only like six Daedric quests that you can do, but I think Mafala and Mayrun's Dagon both have one. Um, so that was fun. If you want to simplify it, you can roll for like which um of the quest specific Daedra that you worship. But we did them all, um, and I went on like a pir- pilgrimage and visited all of the uh, all of the shrines. Uh, yeah, I went, Vardenfell, which I, which was fun. I went to after I was able to get out of that place. Um, I went. I'm doing Mayrune's razor or whatever right now, trying to get his razor because it's rightfully mine. For I am the, his main worshiper. But yeah, exactly. The way I play it is like because he's like the god of destruction, change. Destruction and change, essentially. Like he, whenever he comes about, change happens. Like I think the last time he appeared, a new era began or something. So like he's he's a big deal. Mayrun's dead. I mean, if you played the Elder Scrolls Four, you know he's a big deal because he's fucking he's in it. He's yeah, he's like the main. He's the one who started the Oblivion yeah. Crisis. I think he's the main antagonist. Uh, but yeah, like I, whenever I go to a place and I have the opportunity. To create change, whether it's good or bad, I just do it. Um, but if I can, if I can make it bad, I do that. <laughs> yeah. Like if I can bring well, my, about a lot of destruction. It's what mine worked out really do. well because, like I said, Mafala is the patron of murderers um, uh-huh. and that sort of thing. So um, that worked out really well. I uh, left a offering at all of the Daedric shrines, um, whether it was like rubies or like a even just like a Daedra heart or um something like that i always left something um yeah but of course i i did loot that shit like crazy though yeah. i don't give a fuck her sphere <laughs> is lies sex murder secret pl- and plots yeah that's yeah it's the anticipation of almalexia or whatever that's how they describe her nice there. um moving on this next oh, one shit. is one that i rolled uh, you c- this is another kind of open-ended one. You can really take oh, yeah. it as far as you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's Drug Lord. Um, by the way, guys, if you can think of better names for any of this stuff, let us know. Yeah, because <laughs> we just like we're not good at naming things. <laughs> um, 
So this one's Drug Lord. I had this one. <sighs> Basically, I took this really, really, really extremely. Um, and basically, like, I assigned a value to, like, the number of drugs that I held. Uh, well, actually, I, I think I might have, must have just went by, like, the gold value that it had. Like, let's say for Moon Sugar, if I had however many units, I think Moon Sugar is worth, like, 200 gold mm-hmm. per thing. Or at least that's yeah. what it says. Uh, so, basically, no matter how much gold I had on my person, the way I did this was that I only had gold or could spend gold equivalent to the value of drugs that I carried on my person. So even if I had like 10,000 gold, if I only had like 10 moon sugar on me or something like that, then that's only 2,000 gold. Um, and that's how I played. Um, obviously, I tried to undermine everyone else's drug operations. Um, I tried to steal drugs whenever I could. Um, and any time that I could sell them, I would, of course. Um, but I, I don't know like what else classifies as drugs, but I just did skooma and moon sugar. Um, I don't know if any of like the alcohol stuff would fall under Mm -hmm. that or not, but just skooma and moon sugar is what I did. And, uh, it's actually fun. It's added a lot of fun parts to it. Kind of goes in line with my, my character already for the stuff that I rolled the murderer and you know, that sort of stuff. Um, did you get this one? No. Drug Lord, no. I got Fear yeah. of Fast Travel. Oh, yeah. Which is the next one. And the one I want to talk about, because... God, that, actually, that one that one wasn't as frustrating as <laughs> Fear of yeah. Heights. God. <laughs> that one was great. Because I'd see a cliff edge, and I'd be like, cool, I'll walk all the fucking way around that shit. <laughs> yeah. And I <laughs> couldn't use, like, my marksman skills very much, because... Like, my character just kind of ended up... <laughs> yeah. If you can't fucking float or levitate because you have fear of heights, like, your marksman skill just isn't that great anymore. But the fear of fast travel... This one I kind of want to... Sp- if you roll that, I think you should split it up into sections and choose one of each. Because I ended up just kind of lumping all of fast travel into it. Um, mm-hmm. Which made it really frustrating. It would be nice to go to some places, and I did end up actually breaking the rule and going to uh, Mournhold, because I'm, I'm a bastard like that. Uh, <laughs> and the, the reason why I did that, like, I kind of, like, rationalized it in my head. I was just like, well, you know, this character's scared, scared of fast travel, but he also had assassins sent after him, so maybe, in a sense, it overrides that, because he's fucking fearing for his life. And, yeah. Um, but either Keep way... talking about it. Uh, you can make it so, essentially, just make it so you can, can't do one form of fast travel. Like, maybe make it so you can still teleport and use the guilds, because you're okay with that, but you hate stilt, uh, silt striders, so you won't ever use those. You know? Or it's the other way around. Like, your character's terrified of being destroyed here and then appearing one place in another. It's just a weird concept to him, so he prefers the silt striders. He can enjoy the scenic view while he rides them. Or she... Um, yeah, I think that's that's the way I probably, after th- I thinking about it a lot more, I probably would have just went that way, like just done like teleportation and stuff like that was probably bad because Silt Strider technically is fast travel, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's te- technically you're sitting on this thing and it's taking you days to get to a place as it moves. So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's that one's up to you. We just split them up, or if you really want to, you can do both. Have fun. You, <laughs> yeah, you can make it as hard or as difficult as you want. Yeah. Like, I think I have that one too. Don't do I? Yeah, you have fear. Yeah, of fast I do. Travel. The fear of heights, just fucking holy shit. In the end, though, it actually yeah. it makes it really interesting because uh, there are just a lot of places I can't go. And it, the thing is, I think maybe this is another willpower rule where it's like you would take, you'd look at your willpower, and maybe like if it's twenty or something. Uh, you'd get a little modifier like plus two, and then you'd get a twenty-sided mm-hmm. die, and you have to roll like, I don't know, a twelve or higher or something, or a, no, like a seventeen or higher, to actually overcome your fear of heights in order to jump over that thing or to do this thing. Um, I think that'd be a lot better. Uh, because for the most part, I was just like, well, I can't go there. Nope, not going there. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. 
but a lot of different ways you can do it. And of course, listener, it's it's your discretion. You can yeah, take any true. of these as far or as not as you want. Um, and if you have a way that you do it that you think is more fun, like by all means, let us know and we'll talk about it because mm-hmm. we want people to, um, you know, enjoy some of this stuff. Well, really, um, just to see how expansive Morrowind really is. I mean, it's a yeah, it's a computer game, but it's so it still has its uh, roots in D and D so much that it's like you can add all this stuff to it uh, with a twenty sided die so easily, and it can make the game so much more interesting, you know. And it's just such a simple thing to do. That's what makes it cool. Uh, but let's see, the next one is Fear of Water. Mm-hmm. This one's which we didn't get, <laughs> I but didn't I get thought would have been interesting. That would have been interesting, yeah. That would just be um, another dice roll one, I think. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think it would be entirely possible to play through an entire character and never N- enter yeah. the water. Um, yeah, I think there'd so. be some things that are barred, but I think that's one of those things, you know. Dude, the main quest region, Ilunibi, has water on. Uh-huh. <laughs> You'd have to, like, get a levitation spell and float. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... I think that's that's one way of doing yeah. it. Um, uh, yeah, honestly, I think that's just one of those things, like... I mean, if it makes it so your character can't really do the main quest, well... Then don't do the then, main quest. Then yes. don't do the main quest. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of other stuff you yeah. can do other than the main quest. Um, but that one's pretty self-explanatory. You can add a willpower roll or you can add whatever you want. That's up to you. Like I said, you can do it as far as little as you want. I would probably never touch the water, um, but that's just me. Uh, moving on to the next one. The next one's Godhood, I think. That's what it says. Yeah. But then Godhood. we have Ultimate Being below that. Our... <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I can't either. I think they were both really similar. Um, well, one was about, one is about achieving godhood, essentially. Yeah. Like you, you kind of see what the tribunal have done through their religion. And you're just like, oh, I want that. Yeah. Uh, and then ultimate beings, I think mostly about like training. It's about training. Yeah. But the thing is, is about if you're going to reach godhood, then you train a lot too. So they sound, they're, true. they're kind of like the same thing. I yeah. <laughs> I think uh, there was a reason that we put I them know, I, different, I know. and I don't remember why. I don't either. <laughs> well, well, listeners, uh, if listener, you can help us yeah. figure this out, <laughs> <laughs> or just come up with something different, yeah. Um, but yeah, Godhood, ultimate being. I think the point of which is to become the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate <God>. being. <laughs> Essentially, like whenever you acquire large sums of money, you train. You go and fucking train. You know. Yeah. And your character is just going to become a boss. Like, that's all he's interested in. He wants to be the best hand-to-hand fighter, the best swordsman, the fucking best heavy armor user, best illusion master. Like, he's going to be the best at everything. And people have yeah. to deal. And yeah. I think Godhood is actually... I mean, I guess you could say essentially it's about even surpassing being the best. Like, you're you're not the best anymore. You're You're so good at everything that what you do, you're essentially omniscient. <laughs> yeah, I think part of the idea behind Godhood was to like <laughs> undermine the tribunal. Like, yeah, like I think we talked a lot about killing Vivek when we were playing yeah, this out. That's what it is. You, uh, um, the idea, I guess, is is destroying the tribunal. Like, you become the god. You're you achieve Godhood <laughs> essentially uh, by yeah. usurping them. And ultimate being is less about. Like, you're concerned with becoming really powerful, but you're not really interested in the tribunal or how they did it. Yeah. You'd rather uh, find the heart of Lorcan yourself. Exactly. (laughs) Or something. I don't know. Um, But yeah, those are those. Uh, I guess the next one, um, also very open-ended. And this doesn't doesn't help that we never rolled these ones either, so we have, like, no idea how they would play out. But um, this one, the next one is a loner. Your character is a loner, which probably I think I interpret it as you probably wouldn't join guilds. Yeah. Or if you did, you would probably join a guild where you're apt to work alone, like maybe Thieves Guild or maybe like the Morag Tong, something like that. Um, I guess there's probably other ways you could interpret it, but the idea 
is that you don't probably don't like cities very much. You don't like working with people very much. Mm-hmm. You don't like escorting people to places. You're kind of a hermit. Or a hermit. Yeah. Know? I would say that's probably pretty accurate. Uh, how this one plays out, I don't know. Uh, listener, if you have any ideas on this one, we'd appreciate them. <laughs> I, think, we have... I think it'd be cool just to like, what I would do is, man, I would just, I'd go out, find a place. <clears throat> And I would go into town every once in a while, just because you're alone, it doesn't mean you can't like, you know. Talk yeah, you can to go people. into town every once. You, you need I just to sell you something, and yeah, I just meant that you don't like them, so yeah. you're not gonna like go and find a house in the city and fucking like go down to the yeah. fucking corner club every afternoon and have drinks with your buddies. Maybe you're not necessarily a hermit either. You kind of you're kind of like a wandering guy, and so you'll take refuge under some rocks or whatever to go to sleep, or you know, and you carry most of your equipment with you unless you find something you. You can just go sell it. For the most part, you just kind of carry what you have, and you have a few hiding places maybe where you leave some things. That's that's how yeah. I do it. Uh, that's a good idea. Seeker of Truth is the next one. Yeah, can't remember what was this one was really. I think it's uh, I think when when you talked about, it, I think it was more about um, if there's a secret or if there's someone withholding information, you you want it to be known. So like. You know, if someone offers you a quest that can bring the truth to light, you're pretty much going to do it. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like, this is what your character does. Um, you mm-hmm. seek truth, and you seek to to bring it out to light. So, that goes, that ties in with the main quest. I mean, if your character ends up doing that, you're going to... You'll end up having to do it, which is funny. Because <laughs> you're a seeker of truth. Yeah. Um, uh, the next one... That, I mean, that one's pretty self-explanatory, but once again, uh, any listeners, like, when we post this on Reddit, go ahead and just, you know, say whatever you want about the these role-playing ideas. You know, post your own role-playing ideas. Uh, we'll definitely talk about them on the next episode for sure. Um, yeah. Next one was Treasure Hunter. I actually got this one. This one was really fun. Um, you have an obsession with treasure. So, you know, you see a cave, you see some place. You're going to go into it because you know that there's going to be treasure. Of course, after mm-hmm. a while, you know, if you go into a lot of mines or Kwama, like egg mines or whatever, and you realize there's no treasure in here, you can ignore it because there's no fucking treasure. <laughs> uh, but yeah. places like Daedric Runes uh, or any, or Daedric, Daedric Shrines, uh, essentially you're going to try and go in there because you know there's going to be good treasure. If you see that gem, you're going to try and take that shit you're like an indiana jones you know you're gonna yeah, go in and get i think it. that's exactly where it came from too is like this indiana jones idea yeah you just after like these ancient relics you're after these powerful artifacts you're after gold of course other useful tidbits maybe if you're um, lucky too you'll roll lore master along with uh treasure hunter and you really will yeah, be indiana be cool. jones yeah <laughs> and then name your character indiana jones <laughs> yeah you should that'd be awesome <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, that one seems fun. I didn't get that one, but you did. Um, I was, uh, there, I think there's a lot of different ways that can play out, but that's just sort of another, like, kind of mindset one. Uh-huh. Again, you can sort of take it however you want, but, uh, I like the idea of, of basically dungeon diving and, mm, me too. and all that. Um, the next one, um, Tide of Flesh. We, we called it Tide of Flesh. <laughs> You're a necromancer, um, essentially. Yeah, or, or uh, was it necromancer, or did we say, like, all summons, other than, like, weapons, I guess? All summons, other than weapons, yeah. You can use, yeah, like, so, staves and swords or whatever, but for the most part, um, you... You're gonna only be fighting using summons. Yeah. Uh, you summon your skeletons, you summon your summon your other Daedra or whatever, and you have them fight for you. Yeah, and this one's cool, because Marwan doesn't have a cap really, besides how much man- magicka you have um, yeah. and how many summons you can have. In, in 4 and 5, you can have, like, one summon. And then in 5, there's, like, a perk that says, oh, you can have two. In Morrowind, it's, like, if you're clever enough early on, you can have, like, five to six skeletons at, like, level 5. Yeah. And you can pretty much clear any any higher level place out at level 10, 15 areas just by swarming people with these skeletons. Uh, yeah. They'll basically make it so the guy that's trying to attack them has no time to attack he'll just be getting like knocked back constantly it's yeah. pretty funny i think uh that'd be a fun one i yeah. wouldn't mind trying that out just to see 
how much you can do with it because i think that would be that'd be a fun one necromancer necromancy in the game is actually really fleshed out like they have a lot of things because you can make not only can you cast it with spells but you can make um enchanted items like gear where it's like you can summon two skeletons with an amulet so you get an amulet and two rings and you can have just six skeletons that you can just click and summon them immediately you know that'd be cool and so it won't cost any magicka which is insane then you can use your magicka and you could have like I mean, I've gotten it up to 20 summons at once in the game. And I know you could go... I mean, I know you could technically go as far as you wanted. <laughs> so, uh, you can do ridiculous shit with the summoning. Yeah. I uh, think that'd be a fun one. It would be. Uh, and then this one, we decided to have... Phobia. Yeah. This is, the, this is where I rolled for height. That's right. So, I guess we don't have a list here, but... Um, so basically this was phobia and this is like a list of like, I guess, lesser phobias, but of course there's already two on here, so you can do as much or as little with this as you want. But Lee ended up rolling for like fear of heights, so we can't levitate and stuff like that. And we may have taken it too far with like the cliffs and stuff. I think levitation probably would have been enough. Yeah. Um, uh, but there were some like other ones too, wasn't there? Like, I think we did like fear of darkness. Yeah. So like... You, maybe you don't like caves, or maybe you don't like traveling the yeah. woods alone at night, or whatever. Um, fuck, I don't remember. Well, but we'll add some ideas for you guys on Reddit, yeah. And if you guys come up with other stuff, and then of course, so if you roll phobia, then of course that's you're gonna roll on a smaller list of phobias and and probably get one. <clears throat> but again, up to you. We, there's already two kind of game changing phobias on there. Fear of uh, success we'll is funny. Oh, is that on? Oh, Fear yeah, that of is success, like whenever you're about to complete something, you're just like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah, <laughs> this one's sort of like you self-sabotage. Uh, I feel like this was one of our weaker ideas, yeah. but at the same time opens up a lot of just like fun, goofy possibilities. Like um, this is that one I swear you just totally need for a 20-sided die where it's like, I think of the place yeah. where you have to escort that guy. I can't. Remember. I think this is a main quest one. But you have to escort him out of that place because there's some racist guys, and they hate him because he's a reptilian guy, Argonian. Yeah. And like thinking at the last second, you're just like, I can't do it. <laughs> you just fucking run out, like <laughs> leave him there. That would actually be pretty funny. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of ways this can f- this can flesh out. Um, <laughs> I don't know though. Yeah, you definitely would probably have to roll some dice just to see, but you'd kind of be a self-sabotaging person. But again, it's up to you. Um, let's see, we're getting pretty oh, yeah, close then to we the did, end here. Wait, say it. Yeah, we are. I was gonna say, oh, the next one's obsessions. I don't remember any of the obsessions we did though. I don't either. <laughs> Essentially, you'd have an obsession with something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it could be like a plant, type of flower. Yeah. Maybe it's a type of sword type of just anything you'd roll for it and then you'd just collect that thing and you'd have it at least one with you all the time (laughs) or maybe it's not a thing necessarily an object but an obsession with maybe a type of race or something so maybe you're i guess that's that goes more into like admire but no but it's even a step further Mm -hmm. they're obsessed they don't just admire yeah they're fucking obsessed (laughs) uh uh let's see uh, the, the one below it I really want to talk about, uh, you called it fashionista. I just type, I just put it as best clothes. Yeah, <laughs> best clothes. But you essentially, you're gonna wear your best clothes. You're, you know, you're in Morrowind and you're about making a fashion statement. You're not gonna walk around in some shitty brown cloak covered in fucking mud, shitty and bone mold armor, shitty bone mold armor. And like you're gonna wear that exquisite fucking ring and you're gonna flaunt that shit. And you're gonna have the best goddamn shoes anyone has ever seen. The finest <laughs> shirt that you can find, the finest pants, and you're the gonna, most exquisite belts. You're gonna wear the fuck out. You're gonna be so fashionable when you're beating the shit out of people or exploring Dwemer runes. Like you're gonna make a fashion statement. <laughs> Yeah, this one I think would be fun. And I so tend to do this anyways. I tend to do this anyways. Like if I play a wizard character, like I almost never wear armor. Really? I just like wear. Okay. Yeah. Um, that one could be fun. And this next one, pacifist. This one would be so um, cool if someone actually did that. 
Like, I want to see. Yeah. I want to hear your stories. <laughs> like, I wonder, like, would you be able to, like, do... Like, how far in the main quest could you get without killing anybody? Well, you have to kill... Like, that Dagith Garrus guy has to die. So... Yeah. Uh, that guy doesn't have to die. I think at Ilonibi is when it would break. Because you couldn't kill Dagith Garrus. But he's technically not a person, so I don't know, like... Well, and I think we had even talked about when we established this one that um, you wouldn't really need to never fight, but you would try to find an option without killing or harming someone. Yeah. Um, I think I did this even for a little bit, like just like fucking putting bitches to sleep or paralyzing them and like running away or I don't know, dumb stuff like that. You can figure it out. You can, the illusion idea is you try to find. Yeah, you try to find non-violent um, ways to, fin- uh, you know, finish your quests or whatever. Um, I think that one would actually be pretty fun. I hope that I, I, I might try and roll that up later. But uh, yeah, I think the last one's addict. So this one, you always have to be taking something. Yeah, that's right. We talked about like alcohol or. Um, or drugs. You always like have to have constant. some on you, yeah. Yeah, and you have to ingest it. <laughs> yeah, so you always have to have some I think to ingest. About. Like I think the way that I we talked about this before was like at a specific time or something. I don't know, but yeah, you just find a you find some way that you're gonna constantly mm-hmm. imbibe alcohol or take drugs or whatever. Could be interesting. It could be an interesting one, but again, not as strong as some of these other ones we have because we ran out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Oh, wait. I want to talk but... about one more thing. Lamp collector. Yeah, go. That's the one I came up with. You love lamps, so you oh, collect yeah. them. Uh, and then there's a... I was thinking about this because there's actually unique lamps in the game mm-hmm. that I discovered. Uh, there's one called the Pilgrim's Lantern. It's under um, Ebonheart, the main... That castle. Yeah. If you go under there... Uh, there's also some armor, but if you go up under there, you'll find this guy. He's crazy. And then the, there is this ledge with this thing called the Pilgrim's Lantern. It has the equivalent of 36 years of actual time that it will run in the game. Wow. So if you left the game open for 36 years, it would finally die. Go but, out. Yeah. <laughs> but it essentially lasts forever unless you take it underwater, because a lot of the lanterns go out after a while. So if you're looking for an everlasting lantern... Go to uh, the little dungeon under Ebonheart. Ebonheart? Yeah. I wonder if you could add that to the Obsessions roll chart almost. You're obsessed with lamps. Obsessed with lamps. Yes. I love lamps. <laughs> yeah. That actually that sounds like a fun one. I like that. <laughs> uh, all right. But I think we're almost out of time. So, you know, thanks. Yeah, it, huh? Um, I, I was just going to say, yeah, if you guys can come up with anything better or anything um, different. Go ahead and let us know. Yeah. These are just some ideas. You know, we applied random roll charts to everything. Race, gender, um, the sign that you're born under, um, skills, of course. Um, and then we did a random roll chart for these weird little traits that you can play with or not play with or whatever you want to do. But it's been a lot of fun for us. Um, I've taken my character really far. Like, I think I'm like level 20 or something right now. Yeah, I'm like level 20. Um, and uh, and it's been a lot of fun. Like I've seen things, like I've played a lot of Morrowind. Um, and I've seen things in this that maybe I just didn't quite remember or maybe I've only seen once or maybe I haven't ever seen. Um, and it's just a different way to play. And uh, I played so much Morrowind back in the day that I never thought that I would play anymore. But then when Lee started talking about this idea... I got really excited, and it is a lot of fun. So give it a shot if you want. If you're trying to figure out how to play some more Morrowind, um, or if you're trying to uh, figure out how to have fun with it or whatever, give some of this stuff a try. It's a lot of fun. We'll have more details posted up on the Reddit. We'll have more details posted up on the website. Um, But... um, Yeah, and if you guys have anything, if you don't want to tell us on the Reddit, you can always email us. Yeah. Um, our show doesn't have a specific email address, but you can get a hold of us at the uh, podcast network email address. It's awesome at airpodcast.com, or you can even tweet me. I'm on Twitter at Rhett is awesome. R E T T is awesome. 
Or if you have something you really want to say, you can call our phone number. It's 657-888-3835. And you can leave a voicemail and harass us or talk something cool about Morwen. That'd be better. Also, (laughs) um, would you have your email posted there? Like yours? I just... Do you have your no, specific I just, email though? No, I just post. I just always post the podcast one. Oh, okay, I guess I'll just. Have, I was gonna say mine, but I guess I'll just. Well, if you have one that's like you don't mind getting spammed. No, I don't mind <laughs> getting spammed, so I'm not gonna give them. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's why I just give yet. out the podcast yeah. <laughs> one. I'll make. I'll make one for the show. I'll make a specific okay. email for the show. It'll probably be like. You know, a game at airpodcast.com yeah. or something like that. Sounds good. Um, but I'll let you guys know about that. Uh, and of course, Lee, what's uh, what's the Reddit handle that we'll be posting this stuff under? Um, a game at dinner underscore air. So awesome internet radio. Yeah, money. We'll be posting this stuff, probably cross uh, posting it on Morrowind subreddit and maybe even podcast subreddit. Um, and if you guys have anything you want to let us know, just let, just us, know. let us know. We're open to. Yeah. We want people to try this, and we want people to build on this concept that we have because ours is not perfect by any means. Yep. So. Cool. Anything else, Dad? No, I think that's it. So, um, you know, thanks, listeners, for uh, listening to us uh, here at a game at dinner. Really loved having you guys. So, um, next episode we'll probably be talking a little bit more about Dwemer runes and such since we didn't I didn't really get to touch on that as much as I want to because I love the Dwemer I think they're really interesting but yeah someone had asked us to talk more about Dwemer lore (laughs) but uh, we wanted to get the role play stuff that we've been talking about out of the way Uh, so next episode for sure we'll hit up on the oh yeah definitely Um, but you know thanks for thanks for listening I'm your host Lee Para Uh, I'm Rhett and this is Rhett Weisenfels um We will talk to you guys again later. Thank you. Thank you.